evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is a chilly Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018. We made it. We made it to 2018. So Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first Guys Guys Radio podcast of the year. And uh, it is our 257th podcast. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to reinvent yourself and your life in 2018? Would you like to create and recreate your legacy? Would you like personal reinvention and redefine your life at any moment? Well, if that's the case, you came to the right place because on Guys Guys Radio, we have a very special guest. Randy Levin is going to be with us. She's a life coach and uh, she's going to join us in a little bit and take us through a lot of great, uh, her great ways to, uh, really uh, reinvent yourself, create a legacy, recreate your legacy, etc. So I'm excited about that. And uh, for our first show of the year, we actually have some new equipment. I was a little uh, fingers crossed on that. But we've got a new podcaster mic, uh, especially for podcasts. So it keeps a lot of the extraneous sounds out. It sounds good. I can hear myself. You plug, you actually plug the uh, earphones right into the mic. It's terrific. Um, So I'm enjoying that. And excited about that. Let's get into a little bit about uh, what's going on in the whole uh, world today and the whole guys, guys world. Guys, guys radio. This is a place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. It all began with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power and money. But ultimately, the story is about love. And from there, we developed Guys, Guys Radio. And a, I have a uh, blog where I blogged. I've done, I think, close to 300 blog posts on Robert Manny, M-A-N-N-I.com. And you can read any of those all about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And it all came out of the DNA of the novel. And it's about relationships. It's about men and women being at their best and everyone winning. And this is a time where it's never been a better time to be a guy, even though a lot of men may not think that way. This is a great time to be a guy. Women are getting their long overdue recognition, just starting with that. But if you're a guy and if you're a guy's guy, it's cool. We want, we want partners. We don't want to have to carry the whole load. We want to be able to share. A guy's guy is all about casual confidence, unassuming strength, seductive integrity, emotional intelligence, timeless style, and oh yeah, fun too. Hey, we're still guys. So we're trying to spread the word, spread a good word out there, and we're so delighted that you uh, are joining us for the show. And again, number 257, you can catch every podcast of Guys Guys Radio on Blog Talk Radio, on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And you could really help us out, doesn't cost a penny, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to Guys Guys Radio on iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. And it keeps us going because we're bootstrapping this whole thing. I want to do a shout out to my producer who's stuck with me through everything. And as we take off into space, my man, Ryan Gilpatrick. Thank you, Ryan. You've been there all the way. And you've been a fantastic help and partner. So thank you, buddy. Um, you can also catch uh, anything about Guys Guys and myself. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram now. So we're having a blast and we're looking forward to more this year. So let's talk a little bit of what's going on in the world. Then we'll name our guys guy of the week. And then we'll bring it. We'll take a quick break. We'll bring out our special guest, Randy Levin. And then we will come back after a break and we'll do this first guys, guys guide of the year. So let's start out, talk about what's happening. Number one, it's the weather. It has been incredibly cold here in New York. Today wasn't bad. Today was in the twenties, but over the weekend it was very cold and we're we're bracing for what they call some type of a cyclone bomb weather, some new term. Uh, basically, it's an Arctic front that's going to come down from Canada after a snowstorm. Uh, we're going to get snowstorm tomorrow, about, about three to six inches. So it's not too bad for New York City and the Jersey Shore and outlining areas. And then it's going to get super cold. It's going to go down to single digits and even down in here in the city, down to about one degree on a Saturday and it's not going to pull out. Uh, the weather's going to be super cold right through Sunday. And then Monday will start to warm up again, get up into the thirties. But I have a place down in Jersey shore and I went down there today. And it's my intuition last night told me, you know what? You better check, make sure those pipes don't freeze down there because I usually leave a little drip, drip, drip 
on the, uh, in the wintertime. And I did not over after Christ, Christmas when I was down there visiting my family. But I figured, you know, it's not hasn't been that cold yet. I have time. I'll get back down here. And then it just bang, bone chilling weather. New Year's Eve right through now. And uh, I'm like, I better get down there. So I uh, took some time today, took New Jersey Transit all the way down to Jer- Asbury Park and back. And when I got to my place, sure enough, I couldn't get water. The first time in 25 years this has happened. So, uh, and then more irony, of course, I get, I figured uh, I can't take a chance because you never know. It's going to get super cold. You don't want a pipe to burst when the uh, water expands in the pipe, especially if you have an older place. And this is an old Victorian on the beach. And uh, so I got my plumber and he, of course he showed up after I was already on the train heading back to New York to do the show. And uh, then I didn't hear anything. So I'm assuming that uh, they were there and they took care of it uh, and we'll be okay because tomorrow is going to get some snow and then uh, Friday and Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be bone chilling. So California, here we come. It's going to be about a year or two, but um, I've been thinking about it a lot as my wife has, uh, and we're thinking about, you know, where we want to live. And, you know, I've been in New York and New Jersey a long, long time. And, uh, I notice what's, I, I love it, but I, I'm ready for a change, uh, a life change. And so when I do pick up sticks with my family, we're just going to take everything and pull out of here. We might rent our condo in the city, but, um, for a little bit, because New York city real estate, there's something about it. You know, you have, no matter what happens elsewhere, people are coming here from all over the world. And I see it in my neighborhood. We're up in West Harlem and there's people from every, every country on earth has moved in here and they're buying apartments with cash. Frankly, there's a lot of Chinese folks who are coming in now from China and they buy, they buy with cash uh, a lot of times. So uh, it's been ranked. West Harlem is ranked the number one hottest neighborhood in New York city. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. It's, it's Manhattan. It's very close to Central Park. It's very close to Morningside Park. It's got uh, A A train, B train, C train, one, two, three. You've got all kinds of subway and buses here. Uh, so it's an easy place to get around. It's the, in, the interesting thing about Harlem is that there's not a lot of high rises. I mean, this building, some of the new buildings, they go up like, you know, 10, 11 stories. But for the most part, you can see across the city. It's a completely different ex- experience than you know, once you get down in the 80s or whatever, where these super tall buildings up in Harlem, you don't have that. And it's really nice. It gives a much better vibe and you get a lot of sky. And I never thought that until I came up here to look at real estate way back in 2010 when we moved up here. And it's just been a boom for us because uh, the, the neighborhood has exploded and it's really nice and people are nice and so far so good. So anyhow, looking forward to more. But at a certain point, with New York City, the thing I've really noticed that I had never noticed before in all my years working and living in and out of New York, but being in Manhattan for so long is that with the MTA and mass transit and all of that, and I'm one of these people, I take the train and I take buses. Uh, I know some people, they just say, I'm not taking the subway. And they don't, they Uber around or taxis or whatever. And I, I understand that now because uh, the subway is a depressing experience, but more so than ever, just the service is like so spotty and on weekends, it's crazy. And with the announcements and they, they're trying to get better. They're trying to, you know, get with the program, but this is like a third world country. When you talk about the MTA underground, we're like a third world country above ground in Manhattan. You know, it's a futuristic, futuristic city. I mean, the building that's going on down by uh, near Madison Square Garden. I used to live down there on 34th Street, way west. And uh, when I moved there way back in the 80s, it was like tumbleweeds and strip clubs. There was nothing down there. And now they're building a city. It's Hudson Yards. It's a complete, it's like a mini city down there. So they're doing so many things in Manhattan. Uh, so many improvements with uh, with uh, the sky, the High Line, and then you've got the West Side Highway. That whole area is completely refurbished, and they've done a w- wonderful job there. But you get underground and infrastructure, and New York City has issues. I mean, look at our airports. My goodness, compared to you go to other airports around the world, it is just a joke. So at a certain point, you say, hmm, have I done everything here? Yeah, have I done everything twice? Probably. And maybe it's time to uh, pick up sticks, but we'll see. But we're going to be with Guys Guys Radio wherever we are, even if we go mobile. So 
here we are. What else is happening? Real quick. Um, so I'm back. So a long day. Two hours on the train one way, two hours on the train the other way. It's like, oof, got to drink a lot of water with that because that uh, travel does dehydrate you. So what's in the news? Well, of course, we have our president tweeting about his button is bigger than Kim Jong-il's button, Kim Jong-un's button for the nukes. So people are like, what the heck's going on? There's, I, there's a new tequila campaign for Jose Cuervo. It's like, it's almost based on disaster where it's like, you might as well drink now. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed that we have uh, some type of peaceful resolution of all these bad vibes. When you have personalities, when it's about personalities and not about global policy, it gets really uh, scary for a lot of people. A lot of people are afraid. And I think there's good reason for that because it is ver- these are in certain times. In the meantime, the stock market keeps chug- chugging along and, uh, People are, have believed that there's going to be trickle down, even though that's not what happens. What happens when you have these tax breaks to the corporations, the corporations buy back their stock, they resell it again, the prices go up, they make more money. Um, it doesn't create more jobs doing that. It's more profits for those who, uh, who are gleaning the profits right now. But anyhow, I've said a lot. I've said lots and lots and lots. But let me talk about one last subject, and then we will uh, announce our guy's guy of the week. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll bring out our special guest, Randy Levin. So I, one of the things I was flipping through, you know, going through online, the different publications and uh, getting news, and, uh, you know, there's so much bad news, so many people, like, killing their families and all crazy stuff. And I saw one thing that uh, was interesting to me, and that was uh, Philip Morris saying that they want to get out of the cigarette business. And they're saying that, of course, there's always a catch, but they want to they focus more on less harmful forms of smoking, like vaping, electronic cigarettes, and heated, heated, what do they call it? Uh, heated tobacco products. And I guess that means vaping. And there's a thing when you, people vape now, there's issues with it because they do this thing called dripping where they take some of the uh, oils, I guess, and they put it right on the coil and they get more smoke and more flavor out of it. But it's more dangerous, of course. Um, so anyhow, they they made this announcement and uh, the World Health Organization has refused to take donations from them and saying, you know what, we're calling BS on this uh, for right now because, you know, we don't believe that those other products are those less harmful products are very good anyhow. And uh, good for them that, uh, you know, somebody stood up to the corporation. So the World Health Organization, say what you want about some of these big global-minded organizations, uh, something has to do with health. You have to at least listen to them. I think they did a good job on this. And because of that, they are the World Health Organization gets our Guys Guy of the Week Award. Okay, it is 7.13 Eastern time right now, so we're going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk to our special guest, Randy Levin. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. And I'm excited because we have a life coach on board this evening, and we're going to talk about a lot of issues that people uh, at this time of the year focus on, reinventing themselves, creating and recreating their legacy, getting a leg up on 2018, and who better to ask these questions and to glean some knowledge from and share with our listeners than Randy Levin, CPC. She's founder and CEO of Randy Levin Coaching, the national recognized transitional life strategist. She's an author, keynote, and reinvention expert. We're going to ask her about all that stuff, what that is, and what we can gain from that. Uh, Randy Levin Coaching supports women in becoming legends in their own lives. So you got to love that. Women tend to make many life decisions post-college that no longer align with who they are in the coming decades. But using the concept of legacy, and we'll talk about that as a power tool for change and redirection, Randy is a catalyst towards a shift in perspectives in regard to fear, which I know so many people have to deal with fear, including myself, growth purpose, and overall success, all elements of her signature GPS coaching system. She's been a featured expert for HuffPo, Thrive Global, Divorce Force, Three Tomatoes, Woman for One, Better After 50. She's done a lot of workshops, featured in the Wall Street Journal, Reader's Digest, etc. Welcome to the show, Randy Levin. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hi, Robert. How are you? Good. And are you enjoying your new microphone? I read you, I saw you on Facebook. I it said you got a blue Yeti. I do. I hear it's it. an exciting thing. I'm you hear me? it. I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you. That's a wonderful thing. So, you know what? I, walk, I was looking at that one in the store. I was looking at that and then I'm like, uh, for my issues that I have to deal with, uh, 
I started to do more research. And I was just about to get that. And but because you do a lot of recording, I know. And I was thinking, well, this is perfect for that. And then I'm like, well, for the pod, strictly podcasting. And I get some noise where I do my show, sometimes right. extraneous noise. So I, they told me, you know, tr- check this thing out, the, check out the podcaster. And I have, and I really, really love it. But Blue Yeti is fantastic, too. So congratulations. Yeah, and, uh, I have a filter over it also. So it's, it's uh, yep. you know, yep. kind of an interesting thing. So awesome. So let's begin. Um, 2018. Um what, We're here. What is your what's the state of things going on? What in coaching and what what is it? What is a life coach? Let's start right at the well, beginning because I think a lot it's so popular now, and you've been doing it for a while, and a lot of people popular. don't know really what it is. So what's a life coach? They have, they have no idea, and they think we're we're all created equal, and and we're not. You know, it's I kind of uh, like to explain it like going to a cocktail party, and and you're in a cocktail party, and there's lots of doctors there, right? Uh, but one is a chiropractor and one is a dentist and, you know, one is a surgeon and blah, blah, blah. So it's the same thing with coaching. Um, you know, there's, there's all different types of coaching. There's, there's coaches like myself who are transitional coaches. There's coaches who are health coaches or business coaches or specifically divorce coaches, um, almost for every possible niche today. And one of the reasons that it's become as popular as it has is that, you know, we're changing as a society in a big way. And I think you, you, you hit on a lot of, a lot of the high notes of that in, in your, um, your opening today. But we live in a stressful world. We live in a world where, where we're very connected, yet we're not. So we have all this virtual stuff going on, but we're, we're you know, slowly kind of losing that in-person connection. Um, and, and I think that that's robbing people of a lot of their own um, ability to, to grow and to um, expand themselves in a lot of different ways. And I think that we're, we're kind of all searching for something. And I think that's why coaching has really become the it thing, if you would, um, in terms of having somebody that is accountable with you um, and for you, who can help you to reframe how you're looking at your life. You're going to look in at it with a different perspective so that um, you're going to come up with solutions that are uniquely yours. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it works. And that's the other reason it's really popular. It really does work. Now, you mentioned a, a couple of different types of coaches, Randy, uh, with business coach. And I guess there's dating coaches and stuff like that. But you mentioned tra- transitional coach. What exactly right. is that? So as a transitional coach, or I call myself a transitional life strategist, um, okay. I support uh, my clients, mostly women, but I support my clients in understanding where they are today, using the current moment um, as a platform. So where are you today? Where do you want to be tomorrow? And really being able to take that step, cross that bridge um, you know, we, we talk about setting goals and we talk about all these things we do at the beginning of a new year, right? Those resolutions and, and those promises we make, but they're kind of meaningless if we're not taking action on them. So the intentions are there, but we need to, to work on the commitment of what that is. And that's where coaching can really help you to work on taking those action steps um, and, and, and outlining what's next for you. Now, what, what are some of the or what are the most prevalent issues that some of the ladies and some of the guys who you work with that what they come to you for in terms of is it um, they need they, they need to be present, more present so they get, get a better vibe on who they are or they need to um, make some changes to become who they can be? It's a little bit of both, both. and a lot mm-hmm. of other things. Sometimes it's people who are, you know, uh, coming out of a relationship or something that may have been toxic in their life or been holding them back. So maybe it's a divorce. Um, maybe it's parenting issues that they're, they're living through or just gotten through. Um, maybe it is empty nesting. So something that's, that's in, in my case, something that's transforming you or different in your life. Or maybe you're stepping out of the corporate sector and you're, you're opening your own business or want to open your own business or um, you've been downsized in some way, or, you know, you just kind of feel like you've lost that balance or that sense of purpose. And people who come to me, they're not readily seeing that sometimes. They know something's up, something's not right. They think that they're just feeling overwhelmed or um, that their energy is down or they're, they're kind of lacking that purpose. They feel like they may have lost the purpose, but, you know, we haven't lost the purpose. We change, and so our purpose has to change as well. And so I help people to fine-tune what that is because if you don't know what your purpose is, what your why is, why you're doing the things you're doing, why you want the things you want now, 
then it's really hard to take any action on it. It's, it's, not, it's meaningless to you. And we kind of hold on to the things we know. So for many of us, we are holding on to that thing we said we were going to do. You know, maybe it's the job that we've had for, for decades or the thing we said we were going to do coming out of college or when we first got married or whatever that may be. But then everything switches. And, and the example I like to use is if you're a parent, think about when you're parenting a newborn or a toddler, what that feels like and what that involves. And then when you're parenting an adult child, how does that shift? You're still mm-hmm. a parent. You're still a person. But everything around it changes. So you have to change along with that. And you have to be able to rebalance and recalibrate where you're at. So as a practitioner, without giving away the trade secrets, how do you, how do you kind of, just curious, how do you like peel the onion and get to the core of what the person is all about and what their issues might be? Questions. I ask a lot of really good questions. I ask the questions that we don't ask of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We should, don't, you know, um, and it's the answers to those questions that allows people to come up with their own solutions, allows them to be able to um, get emotional with it and um, really be able to think and dig deeply. And, you know, look, there's one thing that's holding everybody back and one thing, and that thing is fear. And it's a thief. Mm-hmm. It robs us. And we all have fears. And so, you know, a lot of this is about uncovering what that is for you and where is it holding you back and, and how can you bypass it. Um, and and it's, so it's very question-driven. Okay. Um, so when, when, once you get to the core with these folks, and I think, I guess you said it's, fe- it's fear. You know, it's interesting. When I, uh, I do, I'm a master hypnotist in my spare time, but I'm fully accredited. And I I found that, you know, I was taught that the three issues that most people deal with are they want to become a non-smoker, they want to manage their weight better, and they want to sleep better. Yet when I worked with people, I found that the, the real underlying issue was, and I think it's very well, it's very connected to fear and that is self-esteem where a lot of people have, uh, self-esteem. And uh, I think it's, uh, tell me what you think. To me, it's like a part of our culture is always telling everybody that they lack and that they should be afraid. And here's what you have to do. And everything's about negativity. What's your sense on all of that? I totally agree. We tend to look at the thing undone, not the thing that's accomplished. And that's an issue. And if we think about it, I'm going to take it into the current moment as, as I um, answer you. We think about where we are right now in January, where everyone's made these promises and New Year's resolutions, right? And what's the number one New Year's resolution? Kind of lose weight, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you go out there and you say, okay, I'm going to lose 15 pounds and I'm going to do this by April 1st, right? You've got a goal. You're good, right? You're golden, you think. So you join the health club and you get busy and you start doing all this stuff and you're eating better and you're doing all this stuff. And five pounds comes off like magic. Wow, isn't that great? Great, right? Until mm-hmm. and nothing comes off. And now you're in March, and that same five pounds is off. But you're not focused on the five pounds. You're not celebrating that five pounds because your entire focus is now on why you didn't lose the other ten. And I think that's how we mm-hmm. tend to look at things. We tend to look for the thing undone, the thing we didn't get to yet. You know, we're almost at that goal, but we have to do this first. And so, you know, one of the real tricks of this is being able to, we have to have goals. You know, that's why I chose a a GPS coaching system. It's really growth, purpose, and success steps. We have to set that GPS just like you do on Waze, just like you do in your car, to get to a destination. We have to know where we're going. Mm -hmm. Focus on our growth. And our growth is something that happens in the moment, okay? It happens with every little success, every little thing that we do with this little point that we get. Yes. We did it. I lost the five pounds. But we don't focus on that. We don't stay there. We move ahead to what we didn't do. And so if you made those goals, you made those promises, and guess what? You have ownership of that. And that means you can change them. You can tweak them. They can become whatever you want them to be. So it's really a beautiful thing if you take that little switch in how we look at things um, to mm-hmm. get ownership. You know, it's interesting. Um, I was, uh, I, I'm pretty decent at uh, New Year's resolutions. I, 
have gone like no alcohol for five months or whatever. But having a, a New Year's resolution where you go a whole year, you have to really decide up front, are you going to stick with it or not? And so I, I had a couple of thoughts. Let me run them by you. One is I said, I'm not going to drink in 2018. So I know I can do it. So I'm, I'm just going to do that. Not that I, cause I don't have a drinking issue. So I, once I go a week, I don't even think about it. But I was thinking about weight loss and it's so many, I've tried every single type of diet. I'm in good shape and I work out and everything, but if I don't really stay on it, the weight will come back. So uh, what I was thinking of was doing something. It sounds like it ties into your system a little bit is it's additive. So every week I set up a chart, I'm going to uh, eliminate something as a positive by eliminating something else from my diet. So at the end of, the year, I will have eliminated 52 things. Um, And it could be as simple as chocolate or ice cream or pizza or or whatever. And once it's on the list, that's it. Now, we'll see. The proof is in the pudding. Can can I do it? Will I do it? I'm going to do it. To me, it's not even because I think I have a system now, but it sounds like the system is giving yourself credit for the small, some small things. And then building on that seems to be a way to go in terms of um, reinventing reinventing yourself. Uh, talk to us about that. I, I like your system. I like the, the uh, premise behind it. And I think it's very, um, very clever, actually. Uh, but my question is, because you know I was going to have one, my question to you is, you're eliminating 52 things. What does this bring into your life? Why is oh, this uh, uh, energy, more, more energy, okay. less okay. weight. Okay. Clothes, clothes will fit better. All of that stuff. I mean, it's all the results are all positive. I'm not punishing myself. Um, okay. This is all. It's like That's when you. Sometimes that people do set out and they say they have to do this, and you know the question is why do you have to do it? And if, if you can't mm-hmm. come up with some really valid reasons that are currently strong for you, not you know your wife said you need to lose weight, or you know you always put this on your list, or you know you never can get it right, so you're going to try to do it this year. Mm-hmm. Those aren't valid. But when you're you're coming right. up with things. That are really tangible and and good for you and 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 are making you happy. Yes, because then it's it's very real. And if it's very real to you, those days when you don't do something or if if you were to you know renege a little bit on it, you're, you're going to break the ship because you're going to think about right, it. If you right. all of these 52 things. Here's why I want to do it. Stay with it. So yeah, it's 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 anything that will allow us to have um, some kind of um, system that works for us. And that's, that's the key too. That may work for you, Robert, but it may not work for somebody else. Somebody sure, else of course, needs other type of system, or they may need an actual accountability partner to do something, or, mm-hmm. you know, they may need to calendar something in a very specific way, or they may need a lot shorter window on it. So 52 sounds great, but, you know, I'm going to do four because I'm going to take on the mm-hmm. month. Right. You know? it, um, everybody's different. And I just want to stress that too. There's no one right way of being able to transform something in your life. Um, uh, it's, it's individual and it's as creative as, as you are. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, we'll see how creative I am at the end of the year. If I do it, uh, that'll be great. <laughs> I don't you know what? I'm, I'm doing it. I, I took so much time getting to this point to say, I have to develop the right system because the last thing I tried um, was uh, intermittent fasting. And you know what? It did not work for me. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's a it's it's a it's a framework where you eat for eight hours during the day and then 16 hours each day you don't eat. So maybe you eat from 12 noon to eight o'clock at night, and that's it. And the rest of the rest of the day, no food, nothing. You can have water, but um, it seems like people need systems. Let, let me ask you this, Randy: When you're working with people and you have them in the framework, the GPS system, what what type of do they do? Most people. Uh, run into the same roadblocks? And uh, if so, what are they? And like, how do you get them over those roadblocks? There are a lot of the same ones. And there's also a lot of different ones. Uh, I mean, a lot of the same fears show up for people. Um, And sometimes it's really hard to get to them. um, Because people are kind of hiding behind them. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I'm just, you know, kind of overwhelmed, because I just have so much going on, and I'm so busy, and, you know, this happened, and that happened, and isn't this great that I'm building this business, and they're going to be all full of energy with this, but that's not really what's going on, it's something behind that, so sometimes to, to pull the curtain down, to be able to see what's really going on is, you're overwhelmed, because you're afraid you're about to fail, 
you know, and how do we mm-hmm. then address that? So we've got to break it down into, into its tiniest parts. And, um, you know, we do a lot of values work. Um, I do a lot of imaging, Im- imagery mm-hmm. work, is what I'm trying to say. So right. we imagine things um, that mm-hmm. you may not normally imagine. Uh, so we'll set different scenarios for things um, around fear, maybe around a specific um, incident that's happening for you or some relationship that's happening where you want to uh, maybe role play a little bit about something. So there's a lot of that that goes into it as well. So you build out um, upon the things that are, are um, really the biggest blocks. And one of the things that we need to do is we need to go back, all of us in time, to try to figure out what is that limiting belief? What is that fear? What are those things that have really kind of been showing up all of our lives if we really want to be honest mm-hmm. with ourselves? Because if we can find the root, if we can figure out what that is and when that happened, it opens up everything. It, it turns everything into a success. It's an amazing thing. And I can, I can use an example with myself. Even. Um, and this is a very personal example, but it's, I think, um, I want to be vulnerable with it because I think it's something that, that people are going to be able to relate to. So what the story I'm about to tell you is a story when I was in college and I was thinking in my junior year, hmm, maybe I want to go to graduate school. You know, I wanted to be a buyer. I wanted to be in corporate America. That was, you know, act one. Um, and then I said, oh, maybe I want to go to graduate school. And I said to my father, this is many years ago, <laughs> and I said to my father, who was you know, all about me being in college, but you know, I said, hey, you know, maybe I'll go to graduate school. I'm kind of thinking, you know, whatever. And he said, oh, no, you, you don't need to do that. You're going you're gonna to meet a guy, and you're going to get married, and you're going to have kids. And I ignored it let it roll off my back. And he said it a couple of times. We had similar dialogues a few times. And then we fast forward. So I had this corporate career for, you know, better part of a decade and a half. I did meet the guy. I got married. And then I had kids. And what did I do when I had kids? I quit the corporate job and I was a stay-at-home mom. And there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom. Of course. It was a great gig. Great gig. Okay. It's not easy but either. Sure it was the gig I was supposed to have. What I was doing when I look back on that, is I was living his limiting belief. He had told me that mm-hmm. was what was going to happen. And that is what happens because I only saw it as either or. I could either be this corporate person or I could be the mom. But I couldn't be both. It was either or. And it wasn't until more than a decade later, a decade and a half later, that I changed my own language. And that's what I help other people to do. I changed that or to an and. And when you change the sentence, and you add the word and in there, that limiting belief pulls right out. So, for instance, in my case, while I was a stay-at-home mom and in the back of my head saying, hmm, really want to open my own business and giving myself every excuse, why not? Not the right time. My kids need me. My, you know, my family needs me. I don't have the skill set. I've been out of the job market. Whatever it is, right? Tell yourself these stories. But add the word and. So I could say, hey, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my kids really need me, and when they're in school 35 hours a week, I'm going to go back and get certified in coaching. See the difference? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not limiting anymore. It opens you up. It expands you. So the power of the word and. So I, I work with people on, on uh, modalities such as that, where we really try to look at language. We try to look back at, at you know, where did this thief creep in called, called fear and limiting belief? And how, how has it grabbed you? And, and where do we take that forward? And where do we bring that into the current moment so that we can take our legacy and live it today? What, what are most people afraid of that you work with? Afraid of failing. Some people are afraid of commitment. Um, they're afraid of, of um, it's kind of a self-esteem issue, like you said, afraid of not being good enough at something, mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, something, something you know, chipped away at them where they felt that they weren't good enough or, you know, perceived that in and so then they kind of live that on some, some angle. Um, there's so many different fears, um, and, they, and they're all just a little bit different, but the bottom line is, is that they're holding you back. They're blocking you from doing the things you most want to do and from taking action in your life and evolving. And, you know, if we don't change, everything else around us changes. So it's, it's kind of important to mm-hmm. change way that we most want and and be mindful of that and I also think we all hold on to this sense of purpose so you know you come out of college and you've got this purpose you know where you're going to be this get married and okay I have a purpose 
I'm, I'm Mrs. or Mr. So-and-so, and you have children. I'm a, it's a purpose. I'm a parent, right? Each one of these things, right? But every decade of our lives, every chapter of our story has another evolution and another purpose and another growth step in that purpose. And I think we forget that sometimes. And we're still trying to live, you know, two purposes ago. And that's where we feel really unbalanced because mm-hmm. we're not really, um, in alignment with what we most want to do now and who we've become and who we've evolved into. And it's, it's important to be able to um, really understand who that is. And that, again, is something I work with people on. A lot of people get stuck. How do you how do you unstick them? I mean, many people, if you will, um, they each day is a Xerox copy of the previous day. Um, exactly. They react. They get up. They react, and then they feel the same way at the end of the day. Not that great. And a lot of times they get into jobs that they don't like, but for whatever reasons they don't make the move to get another job, and it just becomes this hamster wheel. Um, do you run into that a lot? And how do you uh, guide your folks when it comes All to that? A lot of energy work um, in terms of getting someone to understand where your energy is showing up, how you're responding versus reacting to things in your life, uh, where you're allowing yourself to feel as if life is happening to you versus you impacting your life. Um, and so one of, one of the things I like to talk about, too, is that, you know, in the current moment, that's the moment we have. That's where our energy is the highest, where we can really use it to make sound decisions, decisions from our heart, decisions from our head. If our energy is behind us, if we're doubting everything we've ever done and living in the past and you know, feeling badly that you know, the marriage ended or whatever it is that happened, then our energy is behind us. And conversely, if we're only focusing on our goals, if we're only thinking ahead, the goals are important. But if we're only thinking ahead, that's where they live. They live in the future, those goals. And we're, we're always looking for the goals. We're always reaching for something else. Nothing's ever quite good enough. So we want to be focused on today where we can make use of our energy. We can reach for perhaps the silver where we can be in this growth mode. And one of the things that I do between every session is that every client has, call it homework, but it's essentially homework. You know, it's something that we've worked on together, um, strategies and tools that we've that we've. Um, come up with in our conversations and there'll be some action step that, you know, you will agree to, or maybe several action steps that you will agree to that will actually take you forward. You do them. If you do the homework, if you take that action between our sessions, you're going to move. Things Mm -hmm. are going to start to open up. Light bulbs are going to start to come off because now you're accountable. It's really hard to confess. One thing back to yourself and say, Oh, didn't get to it. I'm too tired. Didn't work. You know, it's another thing to come back to me and say, mm, never did it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, yeah. A great point because um, people sometimes think that uh, they'll go to a life coach or they go to a hypnotist or whatever, and they think that that's going to be, they're going to do the work for them. And ultimately, yeah. we, have to, we have to do the work. Exactly. Uh, you have to yeah. do the work. And you have to want to do the work. And so my best clients are, are people who are aware that they that something has to change um, or really feeling it. They're not sure what to do with it or what exactly has to change um, or how to get there. Maybe they know what it is, but they don't know how to get there. But they have to have that awareness and that willingness to do the work and to really show up in the process. Um, and if they do that, it's a, it's a pretty quick process in three to six months. If you're doing what you're supposed to do and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, it, 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 there is a magic to it, to be honest with you. It's not pixie dust. It's work. But, but it, yeah. it, it, it's interesting I, because a lot of people, you know, uh, I'm sure you've taken courses as I have or gone to seminars. And there's always that person or that handful of people who are in the course and already trying to do a workaround on what the uh, instructor is uh, laying out as terms of kind of the ground rules. They're, they're already improvising. And I give a lot of people credit for that, but I'm, I'm a plotter. I like, give me the system. Let me work with the system. And then when I master the system, then I'll improvise, but everybody's different, but it seems like people are so um, anxious that they're always trying to find a shortcut. And there's, there's really no shortcuts. You just have to do the work. Let me ask you something else. Uh, you use the word legacy and legend a lot in your work. How, how do you create and recreate your legacy, Randy? Okay, so the dictionary, you know, has this great definition of legacy, and that's the heritage that we leave behind, the assets that we leave behind when we've passed, right? So what happens if we take that idea of legacy, 
this this asset, this heritage, this you know incredible thing that that's left behind, and we just take it right out of the future and bring it into the moment. It becomes a power tool. It becomes a vision. I love that. What we most want, and it is riveting. And I will tell you, it is my why, and I will share that as, as clear as can be. And I will tell you, any moment, any time that I may have a day, I don't feel well, something happened, you know, whatever. We all have these days. I will come back to it. It's the thing that writes the ship. It's it's the the thing that, that gets me back on track every time is what do you want your life to be? And you get to choose that. If you're in the current moment, you get to choose it. You get to shape it. You get to redirect it. You get to have the ups and downs of it and to be able to measure your own growth against it. And you get to really reclaim it and make it work for you. And and it's a process. It's, it's like a, a constant construction site, if you would, instead of a one and done. And it's very empowering to be able to drive your legacy. Think about that. You know, mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to be legend in their own life? And you can be. Got it. Um, last question. Um, you work a lot with divorce also. What, um, why have you, I think I know the answer, but uh, I think our audience needs to hear it from you. Um, what, what, what's the significance of divorce in terms of your GPS system? Well, um, I think it's the same thing. You know, we reach an ending and we're looking for, or should be looking for a new beginning. And so a divorce unlike probably any other time in, in an adult's life, really kind of tests every single aspect of your life. Everything changes, you know, from your spouse to your, how your family um, operates to perhaps where you're living, where you're working, uh, your finances, your friends. It all shifts and it all changes. And so what better time is there to try to connect back to what's next, so where is that, that ending giving you a new beginning? What's the story now? And you think about an author writes a book, right? You wrote a book. One chapter yep. leads you to the other. And each chapter has to get you ready for the next one. There, there's, there's that next, you know, blend into, okay, now what? Okay, hanging on the edge of my seat. What's going to happen with this character? And that's where you're at. You're in the next chapter. What's going to happen with this character? So what a really great time to figure out what is my purpose now? You know, what, mm-hmm. what What didn't I do in the course of this marriage that I always wanted to that I can do now? You know, where can I reconnect back to myself? And who is that person now? Because that person, you know, may be very different than the person who got married 20 years ago. Right, so exactly. So it's really mm-hmm. important to break all of that apart. So really, really great time to um, to seek out coaching and to, to really have that, you know, help you in um, the next piece of your journey. Okay. Uh, Randy, you've been fantastic. Why don't you tell everybody, all our listeners, where, uh, what's coming up next for you and for them and where they can find you and uh, take advantage of your services. Oh, great. Okay. So you can always find me in residence on my website and that's at randylevincoaching.com and it's R-A-N-D-I-L-E-V-I-N coaching.com. And um, I invite you in to also um, take part in a free complimentary PDF that I have called a transformational toolbox. And in it, I highlight five key tools, strategies for you with action steps for helping you to transform your life now. And that's available by text. Text the word reinvention, reinvention to 22828, reinvention 22828, and I also have a challenge coming up at the end of February. So I'm from February 26th to March 2nd. I am running an online challenge on Facebook that is completely complimentary. It's called How to Manifest Success. And I do not even have the URL yet for this. But if you go ahead and subscribe to my community, and you can do that right on my website at randylevincoaching.com or randylevincoaching.com forward slash subscribe. Um, you'll be on my list and you'll get all of the information for that. And it's five days of intensive um, online uh, presence of me doing Facebook Lives, giving you tips and strategies around success as the interactive. Uh, there'll be open office hours and access to me and five distinct challenges within that. So, And that is complimentary to you. So please Fantastic. take a Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, 
Listen, Randy, you've been a, a very well-prepared guest. I want to thank you for that. I also want to thank you for promoting the uh, your your appearance, and I hope you rate us on uh, iTunes. It's, it's amazing, you know, when you do a podcast, how <laughs> the guests a lot of times, and I love my guests, but a lot of times they don't promote their own their own appearance. And it's such a pleasure when somebody does because they understand the game is I'm here to make you, you know, succeed, to help you succeed, make you look good, spread your word. My word gets spread when your words get spread. And it's a it's a win win. But it's uh, I'm sure you've yeah, I'm sure you've experienced the same type of thing in your work. But uh, thank you. Thank you for playing ball. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. You got it. Happy New Year, Randy. Everybody, Randy Levin. Cheers. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do a special guys, guys guide, um, a little bit different. So hang in there. Okay, we're back, guys, guys radio. Uh, Robert Manny, uh, your host. Um, I wanted to do something different. Usually I do the guys, guys guide, and it's about uh, something that I'm going to blog about. And I give some of the highlights, but this time I'm going to, I'm going to share a gift with you from, uh, there's a psychic and a channeler. His name is Bill Phillips and I've seen him on Gaia TV and he's very good. And, um, he posted something on Facebook about manifesting the life you want in 2018. My wife and I went through this practice, uh, yesterday. It's not, it's not, uh, on new year's day. It's not too late to do this. It's still early in the year and, and you can actually do it anytime. Um, if you want to kind of let go of the past and move forward to the future. So I'm just going to read a little bit about what what he suggests. And again, I'm not taking credit for it. Bill Phillips, I think he did a great job. Uh, I don't know if he came up with this, but uh, it's terrific. Uh, he says, on a piece of paper, write out all the things that no longer serve you or that you would like to release. Could be related to fear, guilt, regrets, any, essentially anything you view as a negative in your life. And then when you put it all, write it all down on a piece of paper, you get a glass bowl and you, uh, or a big bowl, whatever, and you burn it in the bowl. If you don't want to deal with fire, you can just tear it up in real little pieces. And after you do that, you take a deep breath and imagine a pink light surrounding you. And as you inhale, you visualize the pink light flooding your entire physical body. Hold your breath for a moment and then uh, think about all those things that you wrote down on that piece of paper that you want to release. Then release your breath and visualize a gray mist coming out of your mouth. Do it a few times until you can feel the pressure of this released from your heart and your chest area. It should be an emotional release of the breath, getting rid of all the negative emotions. Then you take another piece of paper and you write down all the things you'd like to create for this coming year or for, for whenever. And you might want to start with this. He does it for a year, and I think it's a good way to do it. Uh, it says, in, 19, in 2018, I create, or spirit, please guide me in 2018 in creating, and then write down all the things you want to create, um, but do it in present tense. Like, I have joy, I have a healthy, loving relationship, I have a great job, I am prosperous, all that stuff. When you got those things written down, you fold the piece of paper and hold it between both of your hands and you visualize a white light flowing from your hands into the paper. And then you silently say a prayer, ask your higher power to assist you with your creation in the year ahead. And when you have finished the process, you take that piece of paper, you put it, it's in the envelope now, you seal it. Seal the envelope on, on the front of it. You write, I create in 2018. And then the challenging part is you put that envelope, you either give it to somebody who you're close to, or you put it away somewhere and you don't open it up for one year. And uh, so my wife and I both did this. Uh, I kept my envelope though, and she kept her envelope because we have our own little uh, organizational systems as uh, people tend to do who are married. And, uh, you know, we, we trust each other. We're not going to open them up. And uh, it just, it was, it felt tremendous doing this. So, We'll see what happens after a year, but the process itself was uh, very clearing uh, and very relaxing and very positive. And it, it, it helped isolate uh, in a clear way things that were no longer working for me that I want to let go of and things that I want to uh, actualize uh, this year. And uh, keeps you, has you gives you a little scorecard to work with in the coming year and also physically and from your heart center allows you to release what wasn't working. So anyhow, that's my uh, guys, guys, guy of the week. And I give all the credit to Bill Phelps uh, who wrote this uh, 
I think he, let's see where he did. It was on Huffington Post and uh, really terrific. And he's a, he's a very interesting channeler. So if you ever get a chance to see him on television or whatever, check him out. So anyhow, he doesn't know me or anything, but I thank him because I just, I, I like the exercise and the process a lot. So that's our show for this evening. Uh, next week, we have an author. Her, her name is Karen Steele. And her book is The Church of Pros- Prophets, The Church of Prophecy, and it's Prophet P R O F I T S E A, and it's about the Trinity of happy, healthy, and wealthy, and that's a good thing. So, anyhow, thanks so much for being part of uh, Guys Guys Radio. I really uh, re- appreciate the audience. I had made a comment earlier about like I might have figured out what Randy was saying, but we want to have her explain it to the audience. I didn't mean that I'm better than the audience by any means. It's just I think from talking to her, I had to. And reading about her, I had a sense of where, you know, she was going and I was trying to tee her up to be able to um, dimensionalize uh, some of her uh, thinking. So anyhow, forgive me if I if it came out the wrong way, audience. So anyhow, I hope you have a fantastic 2018 lined up. I hope with all the craziness going around that you stay positive and you stay clear and you stay within yourself and, and find peace and work on yourself from the inside out. And do as I'm working on doing it, which is thinking more with my heart than with my head. So with that, I'll say what I always like to say at the end of every show. Thank you. And guys, guys, finish first.